Last month, February, this feels like so long ago, right? Um, last month, we did a diaper drive for You Mom and Hope Women's Center. And we, we, um, we said, hey, just bring a bunch of diapers in and we'll figure out what to do with them. And you brought a bunch of diapers in. We had to rent a U-Haul. <laughs> Not even kidding. Right, 22,540 diapers. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so I went down to, uh, to you, mom, and I said, like, how long, how long would this last you? And she said, we go through 5,000 diapers a month. I was like, oh, okay. We'll get a bigger truck next time. <laughs> but um, thank you. It was overwhelming. Thank you so much. Um, I, I'm just blown away by you. Um, and, and the way that you give and the way that you love so generously and so freely. Uh, so with that transition, uh, on your way in, you received a worship folder and it has a bunch of stuff in it. And so everyone take this, this little piece out. Uh, as you're doing that, I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward as well. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, we are, we we are just so grateful um, for the way that you give, again, for the way that you love, for the way that you serve, for all that you are doing. Uh, because of you, we are able to um, greatly expand the kingdom of God, and uh, we are just forever grateful um, for that. But um, this month, be different, live love. Live Love is our uh, month of serving campaign that we embark on every single year. Uh, it is, it's more than just a, a bunch of events. Like we, we believe that Live Love is, is an identity shift. It, it, it is something that changes everything. It'll change the, the, the outlook of, it'll, it'll change your life and it'll change the life of the people around you. Uh, and so this little um, opportunity guide, it's got a bunch of different options. We're going to kind of walk through some of this stuff. Um, and so for the sake of clarity, last year we had different events that were for different age people. And I just wanted to make sure that we, that we all knew the same information going into it. And so if there is a plus sign next to any of these events over here, if there's a plus sign, that is for kids who are five years old and up. So five years old and up. So that could be five or 105 or 205. I don't know. I don't want to leave anyone out. And so um, that's for virtually everyone. Um, if there is a, an asterisk, that is for people that are eight years old and up. And then a circle is for people 14 years and up. So that means by deductive reasoning, if there is not something, who is that for? Everybody, right, right, we're good. All right, so you can see a little bit about what, like what we're offering, what, like what we have going on, what's available, different times and all of that. You can register for any of these events at mcdowell.church slash live love. They're all on our website. You can find them there. You can register there. You can get your family connected there. This is such an awesome, awesome month. And last year, we were just blown away by how many of you jumped in and how many of you served. And I, I remember seeing shirts all over the place, uh, like in good places, like people serving, not just like goodwill, like out. Um, and so, so thank you for that also. Um, and so 
Find any, like, find something to get plugged into. Find a way to get connected, to serve. Uh, this week, we have a couple of different opportunities. We have Feed My Starving Children on, on Tuesday evening. And then um, there is at Desert Mountain High School on the 4th. Uh, we will be serving coffee from district to teachers, faculty, staff at the high school on their way in. And this will be in... in, in, in um, relationship, I guess, with uh, a couple of our teach one to lead one classes. And so if you're kind of someone who's on uh, on the fence about teach one to lead one, this may be a really cool opportunity for you to get to know some of those students and what teach one to lead one is all about. And so we're going to be handing out free coffee. Pretty straightforward. We just give teachers a cup of coffee and say, happy Wednesday. Um, We'll have something better to say by then. Um, right now, that's all I got. Uh, and then also, uh, UMOM meal services. If you've never done that, that is amazing. Uh, so that's Wednesday night. And then the 7th, we have two more opportunities for Feed My Starving Children. If you're, if, if you're a family, if you, you, have, you have kids that are plus sign, five years old and up, this is such an awesome, awesome way for kids to serve. Feed My Starving Children is a meal packing place that you go, there's a big warehouse, and it is unbelievable. If you've never been, go to it. It is so, so great. And then also on the 7th, um, that morning, our student life in the back, yay, yay, um, student life will be going to Mexico uh, to partner with one of our partners there uh, at Ocean View Ministries. And so uh, that's this week. I think that's everything. Yeah, that's this week. It is crazy. Go ahead and start signing up. Uh, I'll, I'll receive emails directly if you sign up. And so hopefully my phone vibrates the entire message this morning. That would be great. Uh, but no pressure. Um, now this piece, on your own, that piece. We believe that serving in the community and, 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 and volunteering with organizations, that that's really, really important. And it really, really matters. But we also believe that there is something holy about serving the people around you. That there is something about serving the people in your family. Serving the people in your neighborhood. Loving the people at your workplace. And serving in your community and loving the people, just genuinely loving the people around you. We believe that there is something holy about that. And so this month, we are really gonna, we're really going to focus on that. What can you do daily? Like sometimes they're called random acts of kindness, but what can you do daily to serve and love the people around you? And we want to know what you're doing. We want to know how you are impacting the community. Outside or out in the lobby, you may have seen a big love sign. Um, on that, we want you to write on it. <laughs> we want you to write what it is that you're doing, what, what, what's happening. Oh, I, I bought the person coffee behind me. Hashtag live love or I mean, whatever. We, we, we want to know these things. We want to know what's going on. And so this week, as you leave this place, like start thinking intentionally about just random acts of kindness, small little things that you can do that would make a lasting impression for the people around you. And then let us know, how are you serving? How are you living love? Um, today, as I said, we are kicking off a brand new series that we are super, super excited about, and uh, we have a little video for you, so go ahead and watch this.
Good morning, McDowell. Uh, I'm so bummed that I'm not with you this morning uh, for the kickoff of the series, but I'm excited about where I am. Uh, Robin and I, this past Wednesday, along with 40 others from our church community, um, began our trip to the Holy Lands. We're going to spend the next week in Jerusalem and Galilee and walk where Jesus walked, open up the, the scriptures, the stories of Jesus. Uh, it's going to be an amazing trip, and I'm excited to tell you about it when we, when we return. Uh, but today kicks off a new series, and we've been praying for this series, putting this series together. Uh, this past Wednesday was the beginning of our trip, but it's also the beginning of a season that many churches in our world, in our country, uh, celebrate, and it's traditionally known as Lent. Lent is the 40 days plus Sundays leading up to Easter. And it was originally intended to be a time of preparation for those who would be baptized on Easter morning. Uh, over the years, Lent took on some, some different uh, looks and, and it became a, a practice that, that many wanted to engage in, uh, a time of reflection, of focusing, of, of maybe cutting away some things from life so that one could, could really turn their attention towards Jesus and focusing on Jesus. Jesus changes everything. Everything. He changes our past, he changes our present, he changes our future. And so those early Christians and, and through the years, Christians have wanted really to celebrate Easter as this beginning of the new life that we have. Well, this series that begins today is simply called The Gospel. I hope you had time to pick up a journal on your way in, and if you didn't, you can pick one up on your way out. I, I, I want to highly encourage you to walk through the journal uh, through this season of Lent with us as we approach Easter. Uh, the word gospel is an interesting word. Uh, the old English that we, where we find our, our current word gospel is, is God's spell. And that idea, God's spell, was uh, to, to be a good story or a God kind of a story. And it comes from the original Greek, evangelion. And evangelion literally means good news. In the ancient world, uh, good news was often proclaimed throughout a kingdom. They didn't have social media. They didn't have TV. They didn't have ways of expressing things that happen, good things that happen, except through people traveling throughout a kingdom or a land uh, to proclaim this good news. And the good news was often tied to a new king or a new leader who had come to power. Now, think about this. Uh, this is exactly what the early Christians believed about Jesus, that Jesus being born in the world and what Jesus accomplished in his death, in his resurrection, in his life, in his teachings, was a, a, a sort of good news for everyone in the world. It was God's good news, his gospel, his evangelion for all of us. Over the next few weeks, we want to turn back to Jesus. We want to turn back to the good news that God was proclaiming to all humankind. And we want to focus on what that means for us. I want to encourage you to, to engage your hearts and your minds in this journey. Don't just think about Easter and think about Jesus, but engage your hearts in, in connecting with Jesus uh, relationally. Uh, God coming to the earth uh, through Jesus was God establishing relationship with all humanity. 
And this is good news for us. No longer do we have to earn our way to God or try to climb some ladder. No longer do we need to participate in some religious activity. God came to us and this is gospel. It's good news. And it's for, it's for everyone, wherever you are in the journey. Now, uh, during the next few weeks, not only do we wanna look at, at the good news of Jesus, but we also wanna tie with that the concept of love because uh, the gospel of Jesus, the, the good news of God is that, that God loved the world and he gave his one and only son. And we want to participate in that by the way that we love others. So this month is going to be our Live Love Month. It's gonna be our missions month. It's, it's gonna be the month that we engage in many different practical uh, service opportunities, ways to love others, and I hope you'll engage in that as well. And we thought the best way to kick off this month was to invite Ryan Chasen, our missions pastor, the one who leads the way in, in helping us engage in these practical expressions of love uh, to open up God's word and to begin the journey for us and with us. So uh, Ryan's gonna be kicking it off today. I'm excited about it. Don't forget to pick up a journal and begin participating, not just your mind, but also your heart. I can't wait to be back with you. I've got the journal with me in Jerusalem and our team is there praying for you this morning. I hope you'll pray for us as well. Again, let's turn our hearts and our minds back to Jesus over these next few weeks leading up to Easter. Yeah, man, so excited. Um, if you have not grabbed a journal, if you somehow dodged our journal ninjas, stand up, go ahead and grab one. No one's going to judge you for walking around in church. It's all right. We may just look at you for a couple of minutes, but we we are so pumped, and uh, I forgot to mention this a minute ago, and so I just want to take a second. Um, on your seats was a t-shirt. Um, we, we tried as hard as we could to remember where each person sat the week before. Um, we had a 50-50 shot, right? Either we got it right or we didn't. Um, and so if you need to exchange your shirts um, in, in the lobby, there's a table. Just take it out there, exchange it. Um, we only have enough, hopefully, for one per person. And so please just take one. Uh, Joe has 11, so if you need some extras. Um, that's not true. I didn't mean that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so let's, as we begin this new series. As we jump into uh, to, to the, to the series on the gospel, what we'll be doing is laying the foundation for what the gospel is. Many of our thoughts over the next several weeks are going to be coming from this book right here called Reunion by Bruxy Cavey. Uh, we have a few copies uh, in, in the Connect room that are for sale for $10. And so if you would like to pick one of these up after the service, go ahead and do that. Uh, I hear from some of the real pastors on our team that it's really, really awesome. Uh, it had far less pictures than I'm used to. And so... We'll just take their word for it. Um, but, but seriously, as, as, as we move into this series, as we move into what it is that God has really began to place uh, on our hearts, and as we get this out into the world, man, we just pray that you would dig in and that you would lean into everything that it is or that God is doing. Have you ever spent much time uh, evangelizing? That's kind of a random question to start out. The day, huh? I bet when you woke up, you were like, oh, maybe we'll talk about evangelism a little bit. Um, but, but have you spent much time doing this? Have you spent much time telling people about Jesus? 
I think for a series that is entitled The Gospel, that that's a pretty good place to start. Like we, we may as well start with talking about what this good news is, what this gospel is. And um, I imagine, however, that many of us have not spent much time talking about Jesus to other people, whether it's intentionally or like intentionally trying to evangelize or whatever it is. I believe that many of us have not spent some time. And I think that for the most part, a big reason is because we don't really know what to talk about. We don't know where to begin. Maybe, maybe we're a little nervous about telling someone about Jesus. Or, or, or maybe there's this thought of, um, what if they ask a question that I don't have an answer to? And I think that those are real fears. I think that those are things that we should, we should be processing through. But also, I think that, that, um, that we've not done a good job, we the church, we've not done a good job of helping you out in this process. Now, there are a couple of, a couple of different um, um, tools that have been developed to try to help people in this. And this is where we got things like the Romans Road. Uh, so we have it up here, the Romans Road. Um, it, 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 it talks about human's need, sin's penalty, God's provision, and our response. And so this is a way that will help us walk through salvation with someone else. So help, help us walk through um, the story of Jesus with, with someone. And then the, the next one is uh, Four Spiritual Laws. This is another one that was developed by uh, the guy who uh, was the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, is God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Our sin has separated us from God Jesus is God's only provision for our salvation, and we must receive salvation by faith in Christ. But the problem is, the problem with these is that these reduce the gospel. These plans focus primarily on salvation from sin, and that is, that is the central message of the gospel, and I believe that that's incomplete. If you've been around McDowell for any length of time, or if you've been around some of our, have gone through some of our journals and gone through some of uh, yeah, the journals and different things that we've put on, then, then uh, you've, you've probably heard of the gospel in 30 words. And so we'll walk through this really quick. The gospel in one word is Jesus. The gospel in three words, Jesus is Lord. And now the gospel in 30 words. Jesus is God with us, come to show us God's love, save us from sin, set up God's kingdom, and shut down religion so we can share in God's life. How many of you just counted that? How many of you are counting the words right now? OCD much? <laughs> but over the next couple of weeks... Over the next couple of weeks, we will break this down and we'll spend some time in each one of these as we begin to hopefully make this more of a, uh, an identity versus just another Christianese slogan that we're going to tell you to memorize. But for, day, for today, we're going to start on the ground floor. We're going to start at the beginning. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. And this Fact alone changes everything. God with us. In the, the story of Moses, um, 
Moses and the Israelites, they're wandering around in the desert and they're, they're on their way to the promised land and all sorts of really great, terrible things happen uh, on that journey. Um, but they needed a place for God's presence to rest. They, 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 they wanted to make sure that God's presence was always around them. And so they, were, they, they, they wanted a place or a space for God to be. And so they created, like God gave them the plans for this tabernacle. Big, big word. But they gave God, God gave them the plans for this tabernacle, which was essentially a tent. This tabernacle was essentially just a very large tent. And here's why. Because from the very beginning, God wanted to be with his people. From the very beginning, God wanted to just walk around in the garden with his people. God wanted to be near and with his people, with humanity. And when that was fractured, he found a way for God to still be with us. So he gave us the plans for a tent. And why, is this, why does this matter? Because tents are mobile. You can move tents. Tents go with you. This is a mobile God. And so no matter where you are or what you have going on, our mobile God is present. John says it like this. Uh, he says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God, his, 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 presence, his presence was there and it was, it was hanging out with all of his people. And he's like, you know what would be really cool? Let's, let's go. Like, we're going in. We're really going in. Jesus, here's the plan. <laughs> And so God sends his son, Jesus, to be with us. God with us. Emmanuel. If we look back at the different definitions of, of the gospel in one word, three words, and 30 words, we'll see that it all starts with the same word, Jesus. They all start with Jesus, and, and it's not by accident. The reason is because if we miss Jesus, then we miss everything. If we miss Jesus, then, then we've missed everything. And so often in our pursuits of Jesus, we miss Jesus because we're looking for something else that may not actually be, in fact, from Jesus. So if we miss him, we miss everything. And we cannot miss the singularity of the solution that Jesus offers. He says here in John 14, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But doesn't that kind of sound pretty narrow, right? Pretty exclusive? Like, no one? Like, there's only one way? Jesus, like, can't really be saying that he's the only way, right? That doesn't sound like good news. Really good news would be that all ways lead to God, right? That everything leads to this mountaintop. Because that would be good news. And that line of thinking is, 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 is one of the most religious, <laughs> religious things that you could think. 
in all the wrong ways. Uh, Bruxy, in, in, in the book Reunion, he says it like this. He says, the many paths upon the, or up the mountain theory is based on three faulty assumptions. One, God is still up on the mountain. Two, it is our lot in life to climb up the mountain to get to God. And three, the paths and the person are separate. Nothing could be further from the truth. First, the story of the incarnation, God becoming one of us, is the heartbeat of the gospel. God is not up there somewhere, but right here with us and in us. Jesus said, I am with you always. Second, the gospel is the message of grace. God has given us everything religion tries but fails to give. We don't have to climb any path up any mountain to get to God. We don't have to do anything. God has already done it all. And third, if Jesus really is God come to us, then Jesus is not just one path to get to the person of God. Instead, the path and the person are one. And this is the context of Christ's statement in John 14, that he is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the way to God because Jesus is God. God is the only way to God. And he has taken the initiative. He has come to us. And that's good news. <laughs> That's really, really good news. And that is a story that is worth sharing. That's a story that is worth talking about and telling the world about because that is transformational. That is different from every other religion or line of thinking that you can come up with. That is different and that, that is the game changer. God came to be with you. He is for you and to show you what it looks like to love and to be loved. God with you. You and I, we've been a part and we've been invited to be a part of that same story. Because God isn't just with us. God is with them as well. God came for them as well. He didn't just die for the good people. Thank God, because we'd all be left out. And that's the scandal of grace. That, 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 that's the part that it's so hard to, to, to think through and to wrestle that God would offer himself to anyone. No matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been or what you've seen or what you've said, like God offered, like his grace is sufficient for anyone and everyone as long as you call on the name of Jesus. See, the gospel will change us from the inside out right now and in this moment. It's not just about us getting into heaven. I mean, that obviously is part of it. That's a huge piece to it, but that, that alone by itself is incomplete. The gospel is about getting heaven into us. The gospel is, is, is about how we can begin to experience and taste heaven now in our relationships with God and other other people. 
In Matthew 6, uh, when Jesus was teaching his disciples what it looked like to pray, he, he, he would say, our, he, he says, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy and may your kingdom come soon. May your kingdom come. Do you remember the old school um, graphic that was on, on, on one side, there was man, here I have a picture of it. Uh, on one side was man, and then the other side was God, and then there was this cross in between. Do you, you remember seeing this or something similar to this? The, um, it always, on the left, it always said man. I'm not sure if that's because it was like sorry ladies, or if the author of this just knew and recognized that men need far more help. Um, and... <laughs> But you can see that there's this arrow that points from man to God. And, and, and there in the middle, this separation between man and God, there's, there, there's this, this huge chasm. But because of Jesus and his cross, there's now, we now have the ability to get to God. I think that if, if, if a more accurate depiction of this would be this one. Because of Jesus, God can now get to us. God moved into the neighborhood. There is this reckless pursuit for, for you and for your heart and for your life. And um, God with us. Sure, Jesus bridges the gap, but it's to show us this reckless pursuit of a heavenly father. May your kingdom come. Not may, not may I go to heaven. God, may your kingdom come now. May it, may, may it be here now. May I experience and taste the goodness and the sweetness of your kingdom here and now. Live love isn't just a month long where we do a, a bunch of things to make us feel good about ourselves and have some really great numbers for an impact report in January. It's far more than that. It's far bigger than that. It, there, there, there's far more that's, that's happening. Live love is, is a way of life. It is our prayer for our people that this would be the DNA of who we are and what we are about and that love would just begin to ooze out of us, that, 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 that love would just come out of us in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our workplaces, and that everywhere that we went, people would say there's something different and you say, yeah, I got a new t-shirt. I'm different. And the difference is Jesus and our hope is that that would begin to come out of who you are. That your conversations would be sprinkled with love. That your actions would be sprinkled with love and that Jesus would ooze out of you. It used to be called Go Love, which was, which was our, our mission to just go and the idea was to go. And I'm like, yeah, that's really great. So we started having some conversations, but yeah, we want to go and we want to love people. But what if we made this a part of our identity? What if we made this a part of who we are? Love. Love is our new way of life. First John says, we love because he first loved us. 
We love because he first loved us. We go into the world, we, not, not because it'll, um, it makes us feel good, but because this was the example that was shown. We love because he first loved. I'm going to close out with a story that I heard recently um, about the, the earliest picture, uh, like um, drawing or oldest picture that we can find uh, of Jesus. Um, it was found in Rome where it had been scratched onto a plaster wall uh, in, 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 this, in this building uh, where these page boys resided. Um, it was a place like page boys, I didn't do a don't totally understand what it is, but it sounds like there's some kind of schooling, formal schooling that these boys would go through um, as they were kind of growing. And, and, and the, so there's this picture, and here we have a picture of it. Um, on the left is the original, just for clarity. Um, but the inscription, so this picture was, this was a picture that was designed and created to humiliate. This was a picture that was making fun of someone. Underneath it, it says, uh, Aleximenos Aleximenos worships his God. So that's what all that, Aleximenos worships his God. So it's a picture of Jesus on the cross with the head of a donkey. It's designed to humiliate. It's designed to make fun. But here's the thing that sticks out to me about it. Aleximenos was was different enough that in Rome, the same Rome that crucified our Savior, the same, this this Rome, he was faithful in in this Rome that people noticed. They said something's different about him. So clearly, he was living love. Secret Christians don't get made fun of for being Christian. In the next room over, there was another inscription on a wall, and it says, Alexa Minos is faithful. We don't know who wrote it. It could have been him, or it could have been someone else who noticed what was happening. And they saw that there was something different about Alexa Minos, and like, you know what? I think I want that in my life also. I I think that I want to be passionate about something also. So something that was designed to humiliate, a picture designed to humiliate here now, roughly 2,000 years later, he's still being talked about. His story continues. Love changes things. Love rewrites the pages of history. Romans 8. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. God with us. He left the heavenly realms 
to move into the destruction and chaos and pain that we experience so that he can say, I understand too. And then you can believe him. That's good news. That's the gospel. As we move into our last set of worship, I just want to remind you all of our stations that we have. Here in the back, we have some candles. Candles in the Bible have always represented light, God's light. So maybe you would want to light a candle for, for you or for someone else, just to be reminded of God's presence with you. Or in the back, we have a prayer wall. If you just need to write a prayer down, maybe for you or for someone else or whatever it is, just take a moment and write a prayer and then you can put it in the wall. We have communion set up as well. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for being a God who is present. A God who has come near. A God who has moved into the neighborhood. God, I pray uh, that, that as, we, as we go from this place, that we would go on, on, on mission, that we would go with purpose. But God, I pray that we would never forget the significance that you, you bridged the gap to come to us. And it is that reckless pursuit of love that, God, that changes things. love you. It's your name we pray.